You're listening to the Cairn 10 Podcast, where we bring our alumni back inside Cairn University in just 10 minutes. We are recording uh, the week of homecoming 2017 with a very special guest, Dwayne Walton, who graduated from Cairn with his BS in Biblical Studies in 2004. He served on President Todd Williams' Presidential Advisory Council, or PAC, and his ministry, the Parksburg Point, has become increasingly connected with Karen, and hopefully we'll have the chance to talk about that a little bit today. Dwayne, thanks for being here. Oh, it's an honor. Thank you for having me. What's your, what was your message to the students today in chapel? And then you also spoke in Dr. Mikulak's class yeah. afterwards. So what were some of the things that were on uh, your heart and mind to sure. share with the students? Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm so impressed with the direction Karen has gone with preparing students not just for church ministry, but for ministry and society and the world. And so with that, there's an expansion of the different programs and uh, majors that the students are taking part in. And so what I was trying to communicate to the students, although you might be going in the direction of being a teacher or a business leader, um, whatever direction you're going, we can't forget to take the gospel. I think ultimately the students are here because they want to serve Christ. Um, and you serve Christ best when whatever career path you take, the gospel is still priority. So you want to be successful as a business uh, owner, but at the same time, how are you preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ in that, uh, that sphere? Mm. Well, you did a really effective job. We had great feedback yeah. on, on your uh, chapel time today. And also that will be posted on our YouTube channel so people can check that out for themselves. Let's talk about Parksburg Point a little bit. I had the privilege of visiting there a couple years back. Uh, what is the ministry and wh what's it all about? Um, so the Point is a community center that is open to kids from ages 8 to 18. And, uh, of course, we have uh, basketball courts and skate parks, all that great <clears throat> stuff, a cafeteria to feed them. But every night a different church is on site. Um, and that church is going to serve the kids in different ways, but um, at the end of the night share God's word with them. That's very key. As the kids get saved and em embrace uh, Christ, we're then trying to shift them to develop them. And part of that is their education. And getting them to a school like Karen, which has partnered with us, is key. Because um, now after they get saved, our question is, how is God going to use them? And we think that he'll be able to use them more effectively or most effectively with a biblical foundation and a developed Christian worldview. And I don't know of uh, many places that can uh, provide that as, like Karen. And so that's, that's what we're trying to do with, it, with our organization. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I remember when I visited you there, and it was an interesting drive. And I wanted to ask you about yeah. Parksburg. It, it just seemed like, a, like a, a couple of different worlds colliding in a sense. So yeah. what, what, what's the, I don't know if you know the history of Parksburg, but how did you get there in that sense? And, and what is that town really like? Sure. Well, um, the history, I don't know all of it. I just know <laughs> what happened when I got dropped into it. Um, I, after I graduated, um, I, I thought that God wanted me to stay in the area and not go back to New York City. And uh, eventually I was asked to speak at a camp in uh, Coatesville. Um, and I did, and some of the young men that attended that camp were from Parksburg, which is about six miles away. They had just started a community center. I had gotten a vision of this when I was in New York still. And I just started a community center, and one of their leaders, Larry Constable, invited me to check it out. I walked in the door and heard this, you know, 60, 70 kids running around. There's an mm -hmm. indoor basketball court, a small cafeteria, and a small skate park. Um, but it was a place that was set aside for the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The first thing I said is that this is the exact same vision God gave me, but except it was supposed to be in Queens, in a, in mm -hmm. a city. But, you know, sometimes God prepares you in, in ways that you could never imagine. 
At the same time, uh, Parksburg is a rural community. It's uh, Chester County, mm -hmm. um, but very close to Lancaster County. And so farmland, um, horses, uh, Amish, the first time I, I mm -hmm. met an Amish person, and a significant uh, amount of Mennonites. Um, and so it, it, it was very different for me, but the kids spoke my language. Hip-hop and rap music had transcended a lot of barriers before I ever got there. So that's what the kids were listening to. And they were into the culture of the inner city New York, and they were trying to emulate that. So when I got there, I literally looked like them and spoke their language, and they were a little bit more open uh, to me as I shared Christ with them. That's great. That's great. Uh, we have a good number of alumni who are either involved in nonprofits, um, in some cases heading up nonprofits, and a lot of our students are really drawn to that. Um, so I wonder if you, as somebody who really has spent a good amount of time in, in a, a field like this and being the executive director with all you need to do with that, what kind of advice would you give to a person who says, I have an interest in starting a a nonprofit ministry to a local community, wherever the case may be. What are some of the things maybe that you've learned and that you might be able to share with anybody who might hear us here? Sure. The one thing I would say is that is you, you can't do it as an individual. you got to be committed to the idea that God is calling you and maybe many others to this, and you'll find them in our local churches. There are believers that have a sense of calling. They want to start a nonprofit too. And so rather than one individual trying to go out and do it by themselves, I will commit to prayer and commit to talking about it to other believers and see if God has already sp also spoken to them. And I think that's how the point started. Um, someone had an idea, but realized that others had the same exact idea. So let's get together and pray. All the research, all the planning, the finances, um, I think we have to have a team approach to it. So that's the, the what I would encourage. A lot of prayer, a lot of communication with other believers, and trusting that God has the right people in our churches. It may not just be your church. It may be several churches from several different denominations, and he's calling people from those churches to serve alongside you. That's great. sounds like you're working very partnering heavily, too, with the local church yes. to do this. Yeah. I'm trying to uh, emulate what happened with me. I got saved. Um, I got mentored by a gentleman, Willie Branch, and then he sent me to a church, St. Matthew's AME Church. That church provided all the necessary things I needed to grow. Um, I was challenged every Sunday by some of the older members, some, especially some of the older women, that took an interest in me and wanted to see Christ formed in me. And so what we're trying to do at the point is invite the churches to be that at the point for these kids. The kids need someone looking and say, hey, God has a plan for your life. I was hearing that all the time. And after a while, you believe it because these old people that made it saying that Jesus really is calling you to serve. So we just want to continue to strengthen our relationships with the local church because that's where we see transformation in the lives of our kids. We had a great conversation on the way over here. It was really encouraging to me on the walkway after we were uh, in the cafeteria uh, having lunch. And it had to do with the value you found in reconnecting with the university, which is one of the things, obviously, that we're trying to do in the alumni office. So can you talk about that a little bit, some of the things that you were, were explaining to me you've come to realize are perhaps great opportunities and a, a really great reason to reconnect with your alma mater? Yeah. Well, you know, when I came to Karen and I went off, I thought Karen was sending me, all right, to go and do this work that we've prepared you. But now I realize they were partnering with me. And I think that's important. At, at the point now, um, we have a banner, a Karen University banner in our gym, and we're always pointing students to it. Our students need a school like Karen where their Christian worldview can really be developed. Uh, that foundation that's needed to serve Christ uh, can be strengthened. 
And so I, I look now at Karen saying, wow, we're in this together. And that's humbling to me. You know, I was a student that came through and to think that the school is embracing the ministry that God has called me to and saying, how can we work together? To the point where we have students that are scholarship to, to attend here. We have opportunities for our staff to continue their education. It's incredible. And what's even more amazing is that you, you see the resource that Karen have thousands of alumni that are doing similar work or work that God may be pushing us towards that I have a resource now. I can call in. I can find out who's doing what and meet with them and gain so much wisdom. So just re, you know, realizing all that Karen can offer me, not just when I was a student here, but far into the future as God is using me. So it's so exciting, and I'm so humbled uh, to speak at chapel, to meet with uh, staff and uh, professors. It's just humbling. Been great. Great to have you here. Well, thanks for being with us today at Karen Dwayne and for talking with us. And thank you, alumni, for listening. Regardless of the line of work you're in, we want to hear about it. And we want other alumni to hear about it as well. The best way to do that and to start that conversation is to send us an update via our website, karen.edu slash alumni, and click update your information so we know where you are and what you're up to. Also, these go straight to the editor of the Karen Magazine to be posted there. So share your story today so others can be encouraged by what you're doing, just as I'm sure you've been encouraged by hearing Dwayne's story today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>